This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. Welcome to Spidey's 16th Minute. Today, our guest is Dana Omari Harrell, and we're so excited. She is IG Famous, and her handle is... IG Famous by Dana. I didn't know I was getting a, a part in this opening. So excited, because this is an account I wish had existed 15 years ago and helped battle all the negative stigma that my angel, miracle, beautiful pop star, superstar wife has had to deal with. And it's so incredible that somebody's out there exposing the lies and the hypocrisy of these celebrities and entertainers, just putting out falsehoods and just you know, so great. I love, I love this account. I hope she has a TikTok also. It's so interesting what celebrities get away with that they can just straight Murder. lie. They kill people. Yeah, they can just lie <laughs> about all this plastic surgery and different things that they have done. And then little girls in America and people everywhere and women are comparing themselves to these women with an unrealistic expectation of what collagen is going to do for them, what this special water is going to do with them. It's like they got a freaking facelift. They just paid a million dollars to look that way. So I just love somebody coming in, dissecting, telling the truth, being able to show what women are doing because that for and me men. and men, thank you. That for me is one of the reasons I wanted to be so honest about my surgery big mistake. Um, <laughs> lie, lie, lie is yeah, the way to go. <laughs> right. So I just didn't want people having an unrealistic expectation on beauty and Hollywood and comparing themselves to people in the magazines. So here we are. We have Dana. I'm excited to get into this and talk about Hollywood and surgery, who she thinks has the best, the worst, check in about people she speculates has had stuff done. This episode is brought to you by Ugg. Y'all know Ugg is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden collection at Ugg.com. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less, and one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. 
Welcome to Spidey's 16th Minute. We have Dana Omari Harrell here. We're so excited. Are you out of Texas right now? Yes, I'm in Houston. Hello, Houston. Welcome. We're so excited to have you and talk all things on your IG and plastic surgery, which I'm well-versed in, med spas, (laughs) celebrities, all the things that you are so successful on, we are excited to talk about. I was saying, Heidi, before we started that if your account had existed in 2007, 8, 9, 10, I truly believe that Heidi would not have been crucified in in the media landscape for being honest because there would have been, you know, people like yourself just outing all these liars that just, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. You know, it's just lying. Like, you know, that's all it is. It drives me nuts. Like, I know it's one thing to just not answer, but to lie has been bothering me since, you know, I've witnessed what's the media has done to Heidi. I'm like, wait, you totally know that that person's lying and you back that lie and then you attack Heidi for telling the truth. It's crazy. Exactly. It's actually a full circle moment for me because Heidi is one of the reasons why I do what I do. I I remember I was 19 years old. It was 2009 and I saw the people spread. It's still like vividly burned in my head. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, she obviously gave them permission to post about her, or we say post now, to print about her. She was very open about everything she did. And I don't think that she thought, oh, they're going to talk so much shit about me, basically. And so I remember reading it and going, oh, my God, this is awful. They are so mean. And, and, to think, like, and to no. think we gave that journalist a Birkin bag as a gift. For no reason. We shouldn't have done we that. We should ask for that back. <laughs> yeah, we should. Actually, it might be worth more now if they took care of it. Yeah, like it wasn't <laughs> a nice piece. Yeah, it was not. Um, how did you get started with your Instagram? Were you like, okay, that's obviously imprinted in your mind, <laughs> the uh, People magazine, but... Yeah, so I actually work in med spas and plastic surgery, And I was doing a lot of consultations with patients and clients, and they would say the wildest things. I realized that they didn't know anything about surgery, and they really believed that a lot of these celebrities were all natural. And they would say, you know, maybe I don't want to try Botox. I saw that Jennifer Aniston, this is a real one. Jennifer Aniston does honey and yogurt on her face. And that's like completely taking care of her lines because the protein and whatever breaks down, whatever. I was like, no, that's, that's not what she does. No. Where did you, where did you hear this? And they're like, oh, it was like in Vogue or whatever magazine. And I was like, and so I was like, we need to educate people on what surgery is, what procedures are. And also we can't let all these celebrities lie because it ends up where People don't know what to ask for. They don't know. They don't even know how to find a surgeon or, you know, an injector. That's exactly why I wanted to come clean about it and open about it because I didn't want women or anyone else having a false reality of what everybody goes through. It's like what I got done, even my surgeon said he did on a daily basis to huge celebrities. It was just a normal thing. That's why he was so shocked about the backlash of it. But I, like you just wanted to, I don't, first of all, I'm not a liar, so I didn't want to lie about it, but also just (laughs) give the reality of like, okay, you want to look like these magazines and this is it. It's like, there's a lot of money and surgery and things that go on behind the scenes of it. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, did she just grow up? It's like, no, (laughs) that's not what happens. You don't grow into a different nose. Like you don't grow into a different cheekbone. Like, no, they're surgically altered. So I love that you take that and analyze that and show the reality because that whole falsehood is just so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, if you read any of the comments in my comment section, you'll always have a, it's just makeup. It's just puberty. And I'm like, yeah, we all go through puberty at 27, obviously. (laughs) Exactly. Oh yeah. All the Kardashians have just recently gone through puberty and continually at whatever age. (laughs) The makeup thing, all of them, the makeup thing is the big one now that I'm just like, huh? What? It's, it's weird though. That's that cultish power of you know, once like how a celebrity, like they just lie right to you and you just be like, oh my gosh, 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'll, I'll ask you guys a question. Why do you, because you guys are celebrities, why do you think celebrities just outright lie to us? I think there's several reasons that celebrities lie. I think one, they're scared of their image and they want their image to be perfect. And they have a team consulting them and telling them this. So I think a lot of people also saw the backlash of like what I had and went through through surgery and nobody wants to be the surgery girl and nobody wants to have that with them. So they think it's either better to ignore it, to lie about it, whatever it is, but it can be brand hurting. And I think that's been proven in the the media. Also, they don't want to feel like they're endorsing that, I feel like. Um, so it could be like brand conflicting. Like someone like Jennifer Aniston, that was such a good example. She's such a naturalist and she has smart water and all these smart things. Water. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she has all these like... Collagen. Um, yeah, collagen. <laughs> she has all these healthy things. It's like, well, who knows how many facelifts she's had. Right. Who knows? And it's just people Maybe think it can only it. be like surgery or... Like it's either or, and it's like, no, you do drink the smart water, I guess. Take the smart water is not good for you. Do not drink it. It's straight toilet water. So I don't listeners. drink smart water. I was just saying, you know, like just, you know, like they do all of it. It's not yeah. like they only do surgery. If you only did surgery, you still wouldn't look good. You still have to wear the sunscreen. You still have to do the lasers. You still have to do all the things, you know? I think your example of Martha Stewart was so good. I love that one on your Instagram where at first she's saying it's horseback riding. Horseback riding, first of all, how does that make you look young? That was one of the funniest things well, I've ever seen. Your blood's probably moving. Okay, you know, whatever. Yeah, horseback yeah. riding. Uh, she might as well said like yeah. sex. I don't even know where that came from. But um, And then she, you were, she was saying that it's the green juices and the Pilates. It's like you're saying, I'm sure it's all encompassing a healthy lifestyle, but then there's injections or fillers or Botox or whatever also in addition. Right. No, she's absolutely had a facelift. Um, but yeah, in that post, I even like pointed to her lip lip scar. I was like, let's pretend she didn't have a facelift, but she's at least had this. Here's a very clear scar. <laughs> well, my favorite is like Kylie, for instance, always said, I never got implants. I never got implants. And now she just said, Oh, I got implants at 19. I would never do it again. It's like, well, you could take them out if you really didn't like them first off. You know, that's what I said. That's what I said. I love when they do admit they always regret it. They're always like, oh yeah, that was awful of me. And I'm like, well, you can fix it. Yeah, but they're so awful, but you still wear like the smallest shirts to show them you hate hate them, you know, you hide them. Right. Going back to the lying thing, like if I had a time machine, Obviously, I can't tell Heidi what to do and she doesn't want to be a liar, but I would have advised now Heidi to just literally lie, to get everything done and just lie, come back with looking like a new person and be like, you get something done? No. And doing <laughs> interviews, like people think you, well, they're wrong. You know, just done the straight face lie. Like, I can't believe you'd say that about me. Are you like, and just do uh, no, that. I'm glad she did it. I know, but I'm it's so like, I think. She did it. I might not be here. I think things would have turned out so different, even though it was obvious if you should have just lied, you couldn't just burn her down. Then you're, you know, then it's allegations. It would have been interesting in a time machine to see where that path would have led. If I didn't do the good morning America, if I didn't do the whole uh, people magazine cover, if I had just not addressed it, how different my career really would have been. I would have yeah, had, didn't do that scene with your mom. Like didn't yeah, do any of that. And it, it was, was like, you know, life ruining you know (laughs) it's very life ruining no I I saw like I said I was 19 and there are even things that now looking back I like even my perception of surgery I remember it said like 10 different surgeries at once and I remember being like oh my god that's so many but like now after working in it I realized that that was very deceptive because like for example when you get a facelift you know, there's a brow lift portion, there's usually a bluff portion, there's a lip lift portion, and you can technically consider those three different surgeries, but they're all part of the same overall procedure, right? Same with like a breast augmentation. Like if you've got a lift and implants, you could technically say those are two surgeries. And so I just feel like they were trying to shock us. And I don't know, looking back, 
And I know like you didn't really have any control over it, but if there were a way to control, like we're going to use more neutral and positive language around this instead of shock value, like only, I don't remember how old you were, like only 24, 10 procedures all at once. Cause she needs to be perfect. And I was like, this is awful. This is a horrible way to talk about women. It's so, funny, I saw it. it's so funny. I saw it and I was like, I'm a great, <laughs> like, I don't even think I've read the article to be honest. And I was so immersed oh, in it. I didn't even, I don't you even think I still have read the article, you have not. but, um, I was just so immersed in the world myself and had talked to so many surgeons. And once you're in the world, like you are, it does just become so normal because that's what it was. 10 procedures in one day, but one was lip injections. One was, uh, you know, the mini eyebrow lift, like it was a lot. And at the same time, it wasn't as crazy as the 10 procedures, but it did take me a really long time to recover. And that's what I always say too about surgery. A lot of the times surgery is so glamorized and glorified and you don't realize how hard it is on the person and how tolling it is and how long it's going to take you to heal. So that was my other portion of why I wanted to be so vocal about it because I just thought that a lot of doctors like sell this dream and you're going to be fine. Everything's great. It's like, well, sometimes it's not always the way it seems to. And that's why like the photos of my face right after. And I was fine with all that because I just wanted to show the raw reality of it from A to Z. But also I think now things are really different and there's a lot of great surgeons in a lot of places. Like what are some of your favorite things that you um, specialize in? Oh, I mean, I'm getting a lip lift this Friday. Are you? (laughs) Um, Are you ready? Yeah. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Um, I don't know. Some of my favorite things have been very little, like I had a bluff, but a very minor one. So I wanted to keep my same basic eye shape, just a little less hitting, just little tweaks here and there. And when I look at older pictures of me and now I'm like, oh yes, I glowed up. So (laughs) Um, Dana, this is Chelsea. I'm off to the side, so you can't see me. Um, but I'm curious, what's one procedure that you know a lot of celebrities are getting that they lie about? Like what's the most common thing that celebrities get that like, that they're not disclosing to us? Well, first of all, I want to say, I feel like it's an open secret in Hollywood, like of all the procedures everyone does. And then when they turn to us, they say, we've never done anything. (laughs) Um, Ariel, Lori and I were talking and we think every, like all these younger, like starlets. So whether they're musicians or whatever, they, we were calling it, I guess, like the trifecta and it was like bluff, bra lift and nose job. And it's like every single one, as soon as they get a little bit famous or get a little bit of money, it seems like that's the very first like set of things they do. And then they always go, Oh no, like I just lost a little bit of weight or I'm just contouring my nose. And I'm like, it's so funny because the triangle part of their face changes. Like as soon as they get a little bit famous, um, so that one, anything to do with face. Who are, who are some of those starlets off the top of your head? Well, Margot Robbie. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if she had a bralette, but she had a bluff and she's had her nose done. Allegedly, let's not get you guys and myself in trouble. Um, uh, Kendall Jenner's is one of my absolute favorites. Her brow lift is spectacular. You can't even really tell the difference until you put a side by side and then you just see this complete opening up of her face. It's just wonderful. Allegedly. Um, trying to think of some other allegedly. Yeah. Sorry. She maybe drank smart water or whatever. <laughs> no, it's it's A one eight one A one eight tequila. When you drink that, it opens up your face. Who you know do you what? think has Usually had the most makes people's eyes closed? Oh my gosh. Go who do you think has had the most surgery in Hollywood? Like who are your top few that you think have had the most work done? The most, that's so hard. I, uh, Kim Kardashian. I mean, <laughs> probably Kim, probably the person who has a whole med spa in her house, as well as changing from every few years. If you put her side by side, it's completely different. Constantly tweaking her body, which she looks amazing. She looks incredible. Do you use in your med spa red lights and cold plunges and all that? What is your thought on all that stuff? Well, now I just work for several different med spas and plastic surgeons offices. I do contracts and just different things like that. I have seen places that have cold plunge. I personally would rather be comfortable than cold plunge. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but Hey, if it makes you feel better, I mean, I know it's great for athletes and recovery in that way, but it's not going to give you a facelift or, you know, flatten your stomach. Does you think that thing that shocks your stomach works? That like, what's it called? Are you talking about M sculpt? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't spend my money on it. Wow. <laughs> and, um, what do you think about the Ozempic trend going on? Do you think that works? What do you think about that in celebrities? Yes, I was on it. It absolutely works. And it's crazy to me because every person I know in the industry, every very wealthy person I know in Houston is on it. I've heard of all the celebrities. Also, just people suddenly all losing weight at the same time. Like, come on, come on. What makes it crazy is that people really believe like, oh no, that one, the one who suddenly just for the first time ever started posting gym videos, but is rapidly losing weight. Like that person is actually not on it. And I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why do you think that's like the new plastic surgery where they can't be honest again about how they're losing? Like, why is that have a stigma when, you know, like, where, right. Whereas the, why does it have, cause you're, you're technically doing this one for your health, you know, you're trying to lose, you know, right. by losing weight, you are going to be healthy. I don't know, you know, medically, if that's actually true, with <laughs> how you're losing the weight, but. Yeah. I mean, actually most people do see like a, they see their lab work coming back healthier. Um, because even in people who don't have like diabetes, it does help their blood sugar. It does help their cholesterol. Um, so like quick side note, I have a, my master's in biochem. So that's how I even started in this industry, um, dietitian biochem. So, um, I think it's a two part thing. The first thing is that we've moralized weight and being fat. So like as a society, we've decided that if you're fat, it's a moral failing. It means you don't take care of yourself. You don't have willpower. You don't have self-control. You're lazy you know, things like that, even though that's not always true and often not, not true. And then because we've moralized it, we, as a society believe that people need to suffer to lose the weight. Like you have to, you know, earn it. You have to put in the work. So I always hear, Oh, it's a shortcut or you're cheating. You're cheating your way. Like if you did it the right way, then you would feel good about it, but you shouldn't feel good about this because you're cheating. I've heard that in different ways over and over. And then the other part is that technically a Zempic is, con or it's indicated for people with diabetes. Wagovi is indicated for people for weight loss. And so when Ozempic was having like a shortage, which was production issue, people were saying, you're taking life-saving medications away from diabetics, which also is not really true. Uh, it's not a life-saving medication for one, but it wasn't taking away. It was a shortage in supply based on the manufacturer and not because people were taking Ozempic. Well, I think what you should have tried is Hydroxycut. <laughs> and <laughs> Hydroxycut's great. It works really well. Um, yeah, it's interesting though, because I have consulted a few nutritionists and doctors about Ozempic and I've heard a lot of scary things about it, right? And the results and the repercussions that you can have about it. And obviously, um, I haven't tried it, but I do have friends that have tried it and they love their results. And I think that that's great, whatever you want to do. I know for me personally, I was like, well, I want more of like sustainable long-term results, which is like working out or whatever it is. So it's tricky because it's not really a, a shortcut, but it, it seems more of like a risk like a health risk, like right. were you concerned at all about like a health risk with it or were you great and you felt great? Like how did that, how was your journey on it? I felt great. I also was under two doctors. Um, so my PCP and then also the med spa where I was getting, cause I, I used compounded. I can't afford a Zempic <laughs> without insurance coverage. Whoa. Um, how much is Ozempic? I didn't qualify. How much is Ozempic? Um, how much is Ozempic? Um, about $1,500 a month if, you, oh my if your insurance won't gosh. cover. But insurance, like I didn't qualify. I wasn't diabetic and I wasn't obese. So I didn't qualify. So I could have done that. Or for like about $500 a month, you can get compounded. So that's what I did. Um, I had great results. I felt good. But I'm also a dietitian. So like the diet part is 
it's easier for me. And I was really just getting off like COVID weight. So I was always about this size. And then over COVID, I gained an unspeakable amount. <laughs> and then um, I lost it and I feel great. Well, good. You're a success story from it. And you can yeah. inform people on your journey, which is great. I can't believe how much money these Ozempic companies are making. Oh my god! They're going to have Travis Kelsey doing the commercial pretty soon. Watch out, Pfizer. Travis oh Kelsey going to be like, I did Ozempic after the Super Bowl because I was partying so hard. Um, back to surgery, something that's not discussed as much, it, and I'm sure you cover it. And recently, you know, I've been wearing more lotion and um, I even use like a Ven lip product. And so when I'm on live, everyone's saying that I'm getting Botox, which I think is such a compliment. And then recently people have been saying I got lip injections, which I also take as such a compliment. So, um, <laughs> but it's back to now what's not discussed as much in the media is like men in the entertainment business and their facelifts and their Botox and their surgeries. And then another thing that's not talked about, which is so strange is like what men do with steroids to be these like Wolverine and all to be the buff, you know, and they don't ever get called out for, you know, forget Ozempic. They're using illegal steroids to get all these right. muscles and that, you know, so why is it that women get more targeted in social media and the magazines for, you know, I rarely see a post like, look at, you know, blah, blah, blah's face here. Do you cover men as much as women? No, I don't. I try. So I did post Brad Pitt's facelift. It's fantastic, by the way. So you can check that out. My doctor um, did it. Allegedly. Allegedly. He said that on record. I thought they did a Vogue uh, magazine article careful. about it. Careful, I'll honey. Google it. <laughs> he didn't tell me that. Uh, was, uh, okay. Who was your doctor? Who, um, who, who do they say did it? I didn't. So I could just oh. tell he has a facelift. Oh, I don't okay. know who did his. Okay. He looks great. Heidi doesn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Google mode. Uh, okay. Uh, so um, to, to answer your question. So it's really hard to be able to see when guys have had work because guys tend to do it a lot more subtle. So great example, like uh, everyday men would come into med spas I've worked at, med spas I still do contract work with. And they're like, oh my God, like I have very deep etched lines in my forehead. I need Botox. And they're like, okay. And they're like, but I don't want the lines to go away. I just want them to be like less mm. deep. And so then, you know, we administer Botox where there's a little bit of restricted movement, but they're not having the very deep lines. And they're like, so happy. Pretty sure George Clooney did this because you can see pictures of him when he was about in his mid forties, where he had much deeper forehead lines. And now he still has them, but they're nowhere near as deep. That's just not what happens with age, you know? 10, 15 years later. So, um, guys go more subtle versus women tend to be like, freeze my face. I better not see one line. <laughs> um, you said you were going to get Botox a while ago and you never did. Well, we only have the budget for yours right now. No, 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 we have budget for both. I'll film you and go with you. I'm going to wait for my own TikTok. You also like needles. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm getting better. I don't now like needles anymore. Oh my anymore. God, it's the oh. tiniest needle. It is the tiniest needle. What? Oh no, my doctor went in the other day. My forehead actually crunched. It was so incredibly painful. Went into her skull. Yeah, he's like, oh, I do a really deep muscle. I was like, I'm going to die. This is very scary. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but it looks great. It was fine. Everything is great. I'll do it if we get a new reality show, you know, like on the show, rebranding, trying to look famous. So what made you go into med spas in your industry? What was the interest for you? Yeah, I was working as a dietitian, working in hospitals and things, and then I got hired to work at this, um, it's like, a, it's a women's clinic. So part of it was a med spa. The other part, we did just things like, um, well, just like OBGYN stuff. Let's just say that OBGYN stuff. So I did clinical uh, dietetics on that side and I would go through people's lab work and, you know, help them on the health side. And then on the med spa side, I was over the entire wellness part. And then I started doing consultations. They found that I was really good at explaining what procedures are, what options are, um, what they should expect for results. And then I became over all of consultations and I started teaching other people, physicians, um, how to 
have a very effective consultation. And I don't know, that's how it just happened. I never knew I'd be here. <laughs> Great. Congratulations on all your success and your Instagram and everything. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard with implants that once you have them, you're not able to do push-ups and pull-ups? No. Um, I haven't heard that you, you cannot. You actually can, but for some people it can feel not like painful, but it might feel awkward because when people are first starting to really get implants, which is really in the 80s and 90s, it's um, not like super recent. Doctors weren't sure if it was safe. There were, you know, they hadn't, there just weren't any studies. So they were giving just the advice. And then sometimes when they're giving advice that doesn't have any like science, scientific merit, it just starts being like almost like an old wives tale. like, oh, I heard like you can't. So it just keeps getting passed on and on. But you can do push-ups. You can weight train your chest. You can do all of that. But for some women, it might feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. Have you heard of the implant poisoning? And what are your thoughts on that? Yes, it's called breast implant illness. It is a thing. We don't know why it happens. We don't know when it's going to happen to someone. So it's, I think estimated about 3% of women with implants or people with implants, but we don't know what causes it. And we don't know, like, we can't look at you or look at your genes or your medical history and, and go, it's probably going to happen to you. And there, but there's, is there actual science that proves that the illness is connected to the implant or is it kind of like this gray area? It seems, you know, cause well, Right. I, and I get exactly what you're saying. What we're thinking that it is, is that it's an autoimmune response. So at some point your body decides to reject the implant. And so it's like, this is a foreign body. This is a foreign body. And it starts having like the inflammation, basically all the things your body does when it's trying to get rid of, you know, a virus or a bacteria or something that's not supposed to be in your body. And because it's constantly there and it's constantly causing that inflammation, people can feel really, really sick. And then it's almost always alleviated by removing the implant. So that's why we're like, we think there's a connection, but we don't know why some people's bodies after sometimes five, 10 years go, never mind, we don't want this in here and wreak havoc. That is what uh, my doctor said at the mammogram. He was like, the reason why you have to get them redone, and one of them is because your body is trying to reject them and eject them out of your body. And that's why the scar tissue builds up so much. And you have to, if you want to keep them, get them redone. Who do you think has the best and the worst surgery in Hollywood? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Some of the best surgeries. There's so many. Okay. I, I love Margot Robbie's. I think she's literally unbelievably gorgeous. And it, you wouldn't even know that she's ever had any kind of surgery. I already mentioned Kendall Jenner's, like her whole face. I, I'm just floored. Um, oh, worst. Um, right now, I think it's Megan Fox, which I, it makes me so sad to say because I love her so much. I, everything's over the top and I'm not, I'm not into it. I think she's lost her specific like brand of beauty and now she looks AI to me. AI. Mm. Maybe she's going goals, for AI. AI. Goals. <laughs> yeah, like that could be a niche. Well, right? uh, sorry, Dana, I'm curious if you if you see a lot of people come in and say something like that. Like I feel like we've started to see a lot more women say, I want to look like Kim Kardashian, or they all look like Kim Kardashian. Is that like when people come in for surgery, like who who are they saying they want to look like? What is what is the the most desirable face? <laughs> yeah, I think a lot actually I think Kim Kardashian is almost always up there but normally they don't say I want to look like this person they usually pick and choose different body parts and features so they'll say I want her nose her lips her breasts her butt things like that that's what usually happens how many procedures are people getting in one day on average I mean usually it's that's hard to, okay, that's hard because if you're getting like Botox and you're getting lip injections, you're getting cheek injections, you might consider that three different things. Same like the example I gave with the facelift, but usually you shouldn't be doing like a full, like entire body transformation. For example, a lot of people will go and travel to like the Dominican and do, you know, breast, stomach, like full 360 tummy tuck, um, leg lift, 
um, BBL. And it's like, you shouldn't do that because you can't lay on your stomach when you just had your breast done, but you can't lay on your back and just had your butt done. So it's, but people do that. And so uh, you really shouldn't. And also pain. it's yeah. very traumatic. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. Yeah, Everything hurts. Right. Ah. So there are people who are doing things that I would consider very, very, very risky, both for their safety, but also for their results in the long term. But um, people do it, you know, and that's their prerogative. And people die. <laughs> Especially in the Dominican and these places in Tijuana. Um, allegedly. Uh, people don't realize how much, I'm not going to say a doctor, but we were just hearing these, these people fly in from Dubai and come in and spend like a million dollars on their face. Like, if, is yes. that? No, that's, I mean, it, hopefully not a million, but yeah. Um, I mean, if you go to Dr. Jacono, I think just a facelift from him is $400,000, which is wild. I, he's not even who I would go to for a facelift, but damn sure not for $400,000. Who would you go what? to? Who's your dream doctor? Uh, if I tell you, then everyone is going to go and then I'm not going to be able to afford her. Dr. Elizabeth Chance in Virginia, her facelifts are like chef's kiss. How much, I love that chef's kiss. How much does she charge for facelifts? I'm not sure, but right now I know it's in my like wheelhouse at some point that I would be able to afford it. But if she ever got up to like a hundred thousand plus, no. So who's the person that's 400? <laughs> Dr. Giacono. Where's he? Yeah. He's in New York city. I know a surgeon here who charges almost 300,000 for some facelifts. And I had a friend who just, uh, she but- just did it. Ponytail lift, yes. Dr. K.O. Yeah. Yep. I just had my breasts redone oh. by him. Um, he's the rumored surgeon for, well, actually, I know that he did, Dr. Doctor. I swear I can speak <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> <laughs> He's a rumored surgeon for Gwen Stefani and for J.Lo, but I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure he is Gwen Stefani's ponytail lift surgeon when she was like maybe... 45 or something in her 40s and then j-lo recently well well a few years ago but i'm saving up for a dr ko ponytail if when i'm in my 40s um so so i'm plastic surgery illiterate and you said some things that i'm curious about can you explain what a bluff is and then also what goes into a facelift like what exactly what are we lifting yes okay so I, a bluff just means a blepharoplasty and it means eyelid surgery. So you can have an upper bluff, which is where they cut the skin and remove some fat sometimes from your upper eyelids. And that's for like hooded eyes. If you have skin hanging, things like that. So, um, Blake Lively is a great example of someone who had really hooded eyes and now has much less. And it's cause she had an upper bluff, a lower bluff is when they remove like the excess skin or bags under your eyes. So if you have like constant bags, like physical puffiness, you would use or get a lower bluff. So a facelift is actually a very, very generic, generic term that doesn't really mean anything because there are so many different types. So when we say facelift, it just means where we're remodeling your face, where we're pulling up your skin, cutting excess skin, um, moving your soft tissue. So with age, we have soft tissue like your cheeks that start to fall. Your skin also starts to hang and that's how you get the jowling. So when you're getting a facelift, let's say we're doing a full facelift, you might get the brow lift. So they're pulling up here, they're pulling here, they're pulling along your jawline, and they're just cutting the excess skin and moving the soft tissue up. Now you have things like endoscopic, which is not as deep as like a deep plane. A deep plane means they're going deeper into like your layers of fat and muscle and pulling it all back. So that's what Dr. Giacono does. That's that $400,000 one that he does. Dr. Elizabeth Chance also does deep plane. She doesn't charge 400,000, just saying. Um, so yeah, facelift is, <laughs> I'm going to tell her like, Hey, can you just give me one for free? Cause I'm going to just keep shouting you out. <laughs> until you <give> it to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. In about five to 10 years. Um, but yeah, so a facelift is just a generic term because you can do just a lower facelift. Um, Teddy, um, what's her name? She's from Real Sides of Beverly Hills. Yes, Mel and Camp. She did a lower 
she did a lower facelift. So she did like her neck and like jawline and pulled it all up a few years ago. She documented it. I forgot her doctor's name off the top of my head, but she documented everything on her social media. So she's a great one to look at if you want to look at a younger facelift. These surgeons are just so brilliant. They're literally cutting you up tying things together. Like what's so crazy. I've had <laughs> so much surgery done. And still, when I hear it, it's so crazy. My whole body like cringes. It's, it's nuts. What is the ponytail? No, there's some wild ones. What is the oh, ponytail? The ponytail? It looks like you have a high ponytail. Yeah. So basically it's mainly just an upper. So they do like your upper cheeks. Um, they usually, when they're doing the brow lift, they pull the tail end of your brow further back. And it's oftentimes cuffed coupled with a bluff, not necessarily. So basically if you take like from your cheeks to above your eyebrows and you pull it up and back, that's the look they're trying to go for. When you do it on like people who are middle age, like, you know, thirties, forties, fifties and older, it just kind of puts their face a little bit closer to what it was like when they were younger. When you do it on a young face, that's how you get a Bella Hadid, like that very like almost cat like alien, like just ethereal look to it, you know? So she had a ponytail. Yeah, she did. By that same surgeon. Are Kylie and Kim initially, were they putting actual like, like packets into their butt, like gel like, <laughs> implants, like implants, or was it implants. fat injections that they would just keep doing? And, that, and then how has it changed? Because it used to be so much bigger and now it's less like so are they going smaller like what in your guesstimate what's here well back in the mid 2000s when she was about to do that mid scan like or her her butt scan to show she doesn't have any um any implant she was doing what are now illegal butt shots i don't think they were illegal at the time but they are now and it's silicone injections and we do not do those anymore dangerous but it also it's permanent once you put them in there you can't take them out like i mean i guess you can maybe try to go in with surgery and do your best but it's just it's permanent it's done so there was that and then she did have a few rounds of lipo bbl there are rumors that she also had implants after that but since then a couple things have happened she it looks like she was going back through and doing, it's called micro lipo where they're just microing little micro lipoing little bits until they're like shaping her butt a little bit better. And then she's lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And so once you've transferred fat, it behaves as native fat. So if you gain weight, it gets bigger. If you lose weight, it gets smaller. And so the weight loss that she's done from Munjaro uh, she was on Victoria and then Munjaro, um, allegedly. It wasn't she, those vegan um, vegan pizzas or whatever she had, or <laughs> the vegan burritos. Or, is, is that like? Oh, I thought the, she had the some equivalent of smart water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My implants are hurting just having know. these conversations. Oh my gosh, it's so much. Oh no, you look amazing. Literally, you look so good. Thank you, thank you. I yeah, it's been quite the journey. It's hard when people ask too, like, do you regret what you did? And it's like the actual surgery. I'm glad I recovered from, and I think it looks good. But the repercussions it had was like we talked about very drastic. But I just had my implants redone a few weeks ago or a few months ago, so they still feel really raw <laughs> so talking about it all it's like oh did, the aching yeah. did um, you go um did you go up or down a size or did you just replace exactly what you had so I went up um like one cc size my brain just totally forgot what I was saying but yeah okay. I went I up like, one cc yeah so I went <laughs> I had a 410 and then I have 450 and the one I had 410 and then the other one I had 450 and now I have 475 so it's pretty comparable and like Dr. KO was saying you can't even feel the weight yeah. difference and they're basically the same so I just wanted like a little more room because I have no uh tissue there and yeah. after breastfeeding and everything, I just thought, give it a little extra umph. But I, it feels, awesome. yeah, I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you should be like, like cheeky and reach out to people and see if they would do like, I don't know how long it's been. Has that been 20 years or 15 years and do like a redo of the spread? 
<laughs> and make them say nice things. That would be so nice. <laughs> what I've noticed is they're not very nice in these buildings. They're just what it. I should just do my <laughs> own version of it. I, the TikTok and like tear it up and like stand there and yeah. Um, Dana, back to the Kardashians. I'm curious. Um, I know you don't like to say natural. So I guess of the Kardashian Jenner crew, who do you think has gotten the least amount of surgery of the women? And not including Chris, because I she's older, so I'm sure she's Chris has had a, a no, lot. Chris has yeah. had a lot of work done. Yeah, yeah. she she looks great. Um, I would say corny, but that by no means cor- means corny doesn't have anything done or has very few things done. What do you think Courtney's gotten done? Well, she's admitted to a nose job, and well, I think um, oh my god, I forgot it, her ex's name already. Scott Scott put her on blast about her boob job that she got like right at eighteen. Um, but I, off the top of my head, I haven't really looked at it, but you can see that she's had things like lipo. She has had a, like a butt augmentation, a BBL of some sort. She has had work done just not to the level and extent as Kim, Kylie, you you know, even Chloe, Chloe's had significant amount of work done and Kendall. How much do you think people can go in before it starts taking a toll on your health? Like, can you go in as much as you want and the anesthesia doesn't matter and the surgery as long as you recover per that year? Or is it like someone should only go under anesthesia five times? What have you heard about that? I mean, it really depends on your age, your family history. I would say the thing that's like the the worst part about surgery is definitely the mental health aspect. People don't realize after surgery, just the emotional and psychological toll that surgery can have on you. Besides the fact that anesthesia is a depressant, then there's that feeling of, did I mess up my face or mess up my body, especially because you look worse until you look better and then you're in pain. So it's just a lot going on. So I think the psychological ramifications sometimes are more difficult than the physical. I totally agree. I'm still recovering and it was just implants from months ago, still in so much pain, still it's, it's a lot. It is really mentally tolling, healing and recovering. Like you're saying, did I do something wrong? Am I okay to do this? Can I lift that? And it's like constant throughout the day. It definitely, it's a lot, even the smallest thing, you know, it's, it's still a huge thing. You're getting your body cut up, you know, and things put in and moved. And it's like, oh my gosh, if we're in science fiction, 20, whatever, like it's <laughs> crazy. If you would have shown people a hundred years ago, what everyone was doing today, it would be shocking. I have a, a question for you guys, for, for both Heidi and Dana, since you've both been open about plastic surgery uh, yourselves, what advice would you give someone that is thinking about it and, and thinking about doing a procedure, whether it be a big or small one, like what, what kind of advice would you give someone prior to doing a procedure? The first thing I would say is, well, take a picture of yourself before everyone should have a before picture that they can refer back to, because sometimes we don't remember how, where we started. And that's where I see some people getting further and further away from who they are, especially if we don't know if they have body dysmorphia issues. Heidi, what's your advice? Um, I would say if you're going to get surgery, ask a million questions. There are not enough questions to ask. Ask little things, small things, take a notes app. I would say ask several doctors. Don't just go to one doctor and get that consult consultation. Ask people that you know and like their implants or whatever you're getting done, if there's any in-person references, and make sure you have a support system after. Because even if you think you're just going in for implants, you don't know the effects. You don't know how hard it's going to be. You don't know the challenges. Make sure you have the time off of work or whatever you need and really just cater to yourself after. And whatever the doctor tells you, times it by three. So if they're like, oh, you'll be fine in a month. It's like, okay, that means like four months. So I always take that for a grain of salt, what doctors say and the reality of what your healing is. It's like, well, healing to a doctor is different than actually a person. And um, so I would just kind of dramatize whatever the doctor's saying. <laughs> Scary straight. <laughs> yeah, I totally. think those are both those are both good advice, especially asking a bunch of questions, but also like 
remembering what you look like before, because you can get, we could all get ahead of ourselves with things. And I think like having something to ground you and anchor you. And I guess also probably having like an end goal, like knowing, you know, and sharing it with maybe people so that people do know that you don't want to go too overboard and they could help reel you in as well. Right. Like for me, the reason why I went so overboard is because first of all, it was free. And second of all, I said to my doctor, like, hey, what would you do to fix things? And he was like, well, this, this, and this. And so my goal wasn't to completely change. And I didn't have body dysmorphia. I just was like, okay, and it's free and it sounds easy and great. And I'm famous and whatever. Um, So I didn't think it through enough. But if I were paying for that, going through it one at a time, it would have been a very different situation. But when you're just offered it all for free, it's just- No, I'll never forget. He wrote- what each thing would be cost, and then he crossed it out. And the way Heidi's yeah. brain looks, it's like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, okay. it's like, wow. Girl math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was original Sold. girl. Was, <laughs> I was shopping in Beverly Hills right the, before that. I was, it was looking for the sales. invention of girl math right there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like that's right. How much you charge that, cross it out, right? How much? And then it went all the way down, and it's like zero. It was like, also, when I first went to this doctor, it wasn't fully free. And like, he ended up doing it for free. And it was such a big deal to get him. He was one of the best surgeons in the world, Dr. Frank Ryan at the time. And it was, I had friends paying to get like tattoos removed for him and paying thousands of dollars. So I was like, anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your expertise and realism for women out there too. I think that's really important to not just believe the lies that we're told by women and society (laughs) and people and to be honest about it because there's nothing wrong with surgery. There's nothing wrong with getting things done. And it's just this false reality of what people think you just look like or take collagen or this false advertising for this world. And that's just such a frustrating thing as a human. It's like, that's not what happened so thank you for for keeping it real for everybody thank you guys so much this has been amazing this episode is brought to you by state farm you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong but these are the words you really need to remember like a good neighbor state farm is there They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.